Hello, everyone. I'm Al Daldegan, creator and producer of the Leaders, Innovators, and Big Ideas podcast, supported by Rainforest Alberta. This podcast showcases the people who are working to improve Alberta's innovation ecosystem. This episode is brought to you by SAIT's School for Advanced Digital Technology, an innovation hub disguised as a post-secondary institution where creators, educators, and learners like you are coming together to transform tomorrow. Boost your skills with tech boot camps and carve out a new career path through dynamic, future-forward courses. The world of work is evolving. Future-proof yourself with SAIT's School for Advanced Digital Technology. The host for this episode is Wumi Adekambi. Wumi immigrated 10 years ago from Nigeria, where she was a post-secondary instructor and researcher and led a youth empowerment nonprofit. Wumi is passionate about people, information, and solutions in that order. Wumi is the organizer and host of Immigrant Techies Alberta, a tech enthusiast group for skilled immigrants who are in or are interested in pivoting to tech careers and startups. Let's join Wumi now as she has a conversation with Yoyin Famalusi. Take it away, Wumi. Welcome to today's show. My name is Wumi Adekombi, and I'll be your host for today. My guest on the show today is Yoyin Famalusi. Yoyin is a business strategist and business development professional with over 17 years of experience in management consulting, enterprise development, and business planning. She's currently the director for business strategist at Business Link, where she provides leadership for small business strategies as a support Abatan entrepreneurs. Welcome to the show, Yoyin. Thank you very much, Wumi. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, thanks for coming to the show. It's um, it's awesome what Business Link is doing in the ecosystem for entrepreneurs. But before we get into that, tell us a little bit about yourself. What has your journey been like? Uh, that's an interesting question. Um, my journey has been pretty interesting. I am relatively new to Canada. My family and I came to Canada in April 2018, and it's amazing that it's been three years already. And um, it's definitely been three years of adjusting, adapting, learning new things, um, learning about our new home and and just generally adjusting to that. I use the word settling, you know, where people say, oh, have you settled? And I was like, well, it's settling, like we're still in the process, but it's been a really good move and so far so good, I'd say. That's great. That's great. And you work to empower entrepreneurs through Business Link. Is that something you've done before in your previous experiences or you started doing that just here in Alberta? I've always had an interest in um, small business and entrepreneurship. So even before I came to Alberta, I was volunteering with a nonprofit um, back home in Nigeria called Faith Foundation. My background is in customer experience management and business development. So I was volunteering with them to help small businesses build customer experience journey maps and just good customer management processes for their businesses. So it's something I've always had an interest in. My mom was entrepreneurial. My dad was an entrepreneur for like his entire life. Um, so it's always been there in my life. And every time I find an opportunity to support small business or help in any way, I, I tend to jump at it. 
So it kind of runs in your blood already. Now, I have had some support from Business Link myself. Can you tell us a little bit how exactly does Business Link help? If someone has a, an idea for a startup or any kind of business, where does Business Link come in? Business Link can come in at any point, even at the very, very, very beginning where you're like, oh, I just like to run a business. I just love the concept or idea of business. I'm not sure what it is. We meet small business owners, at, again, at anywhere in the journey, from beginning to, um, oh, I'm, I'm running my business now and I'd like to grow. And the reason why we're able to do this is because our support is very personalized to the small business owners. So it's not, it's not a blanket support. One of the questions that we tend to ask at the very beginning is, how can, I, how can we help you? Like, where are you and what are you trying to achieve at that point in time? So having that kind of approach helps us to support anybody anywhere, even if it's, oh, I'm about to close my business or I'm thinking of succession. Starting with those two questions really does help us to look at things from the perspective of the small business owner, not necessarily our own perspective, because at the end of the day, what's important is what the business owner wants to achieve. Now, our own expertise is in business development. Um, and we can guide them through business development and strategy. And we can guide them through that. But what is more important is what the small business owner is aiming to achieve and how we can come alongside them and, and help them achieve that. I notice you, you use small business a lot. And in the tech ecosystem, we like to talk a lot more about startups, tech-enabled businesses. So do you help a wide range of startups get support from Business Link as well? Or are you, do you have a more, uh, is it like a wider span of support or are you specialized? Yes. So we are not specialized. And I think, again, that's one of the reasons why I like Business Link, actually. We are not specialized. You could be from any industry. You could be at any stage. And the reason why I use small business is I'm not entrepreneur or startup is because we, in the last couple of years, and that's actually language that has changed for us as well within Business Link, because we realized that a lot of the regular small businesses out here in Alberta, when you use the word entrepreneur, they think, they think it does not refer to them, right? They say, I'm not an entrepreneur. All I'm doing is I'm just running my small business. So in the spirit of speaking the same language as our clients, we started using the word small business. Yes, we still use entrepreneur once in a while, but we realized that it wasn't connecting with the bulk of the small business owners within, within Alberta, irrespective of industry. And a small business owner can be in the tech industry, can be in the food industry, can be in the manufacturing industry, can be in agriculture, can be in tourism. And we just found that that word small business owner is, is a bit more encompassing than just using the word startup because sometimes even existing business owners would not see themselves as startups. They would not define themselves as startups the way the tech ecosystem would define would define a startup, but they'll see themselves, yes, I'm a small business. I'm running my business day to day. So that's why I tend to use the word small business a lot. It's taken a while for me to stop using the word startup or entrepreneur. I've had to change my tongue for the lack of a better word. Um, but yes, back to your question, we do support everybody across different industries. And the reason why we're able to do that actually is because we are very well connected to 
the rest of the small business support ecosystem. So if um, if a tech entrepreneur comes to us, so a tech startup comes to us, yes, we have that expertise of business development and strategy, but there might be somebody else in the ecosystem that has tech-specific expertise. What we then do is because we don't know everything and nobody does and we don't claim to. And so what we then do is we connect that tech startup to somebody within the tech ecosystem. So let's say Platform Calgary, for example, or Alberta Innovate, because they have tech-specific support. And the same for, um, let's say it's a tourism business, right? So we would help them with the business development, with some of the regulations required, and just navigating the whole murky waters of regulations and all of that. And if we realize that they've gotten to a point where the need is so specific that they need to talk to someone in Alberta tourism, we would then do that one connect. So one of our jobs at Business Link is to also ensure that we continue to be well connected to everybody else. Because we serve a wide range, we want to be able to connect our clients into other supports because we realize that, I mean, we don't know it all. And what is more important is that the Alberta small business ecosystem is a very, very supportive one. Alberta small businesses are so, so fortunate. Now, we have a lot of organizations within our province that support small businesses, and there's no need to duplicate efforts. Instead, it's a very collaborative one. So what we all do is we collaborate with one another instead. I know business development. I know strategy. I know things you need to do within when you're starting your business, building those business foundations for your business and growing your business. Somebody else knows a bit more about apps and developing um, technological products. It's easier for me to hand them over to someone who has that expertise than trying to do that on our own. So um, that's how we tend to work. So again, back to your question, forgive me if I digress, but yes, we support across all industries, across all stages of business. Uh, and the reason why we're able to do that so well is because we can easily connect small businesses to other supports within the ecosystem. It's great to see that uh, spirit of collaboration because it's not a competition here, right? It's not a competition between different organizations providing support. If we all have the same goal, which is to grow our economy in Alberta, then we can allow each other to play to our strength, right? And I, and I know in a discussion I had earlier with you before, I said something about the tech ecosystem and then I I rewarded it. I said the innovation ecosystem. So I think I, I can see that the language matters a lot, that innovation does not necessarily have to be tech enabled. Most times it is because of the digital transformation environment we're in. So tell me what fabulous innovation have you seen in the industry in your experience? And I loved when you said tech and you changed it to innovation because again, it's about the language is really, really important because sometimes when we when we say tech, people are innovating, but because they don't see themselves as tech, they just assume that, oh, I'm not innovating. And you're right, where the dispensation we're in right now in, is one in which tech basically drives everything. There is no business right now that you, you don't use tech for. Like every business, you're either using a, a laptop or you're using Excel, or you're using your phone to do something. So every business right now is is tech-driven. And for me, innovation is simply process improvement. That's, that's my own definition for innovation. It's making the way something is done better or easier. That for me is like the simple 
definition of innovation. And in the last one year, because of the pandemic and, and what has been going on, we've seen you know small businesses innovate. They don't realize that's what they're doing. They're just thinking, oh, I, it's the new word. The new buzzword is pivot, like I'm pivoting. <laughs> but what we see it as is actually innovation. That, that's what it is. The moment you're trying to say, how can I do something better? How can I change the way something I used to, how can I make something I used to do better or different? Because even the different, it's not different for the, just to be different. It's different because you want to improve um, the way it is done. So we've seen businesses um, over the past one year do amazing things. Um, I think Cupside Pickup is an innovation as simple as it sounds. Um, there was a client, uh, you know, a client of ours who owned a, a music studio and it was strictly, you know, in person and she moved online and moving online actually increased our reach. Um, so she was able to reach not just people in a local community, but she was able to reach people outside of a local community. I see that as innovation. Um, and, you know, there are lots and lots of stories like this of people just, thinking on their feet and saying, how can I keep my business afloat? How can I keep delivering value to my end users? And they're coming up with different, all sorts of different ways to ensure that at the end of the day, the end user still has, still has a way to connect with the value that their product or their service offers. Like even finding the right product market fit can be innovation in some way. Because you need to mm -hmm, find out where the need is and how to reach them and how the customer would rather be reached. That might even be, you might have to innovate around how you reach your target market, right? So as an entrepreneur yourself, what's the challenge you have as a small business owner, if that's what you call yourself, having a business in Calgary? And especially because... You didn't grow up here. You're relatively new to this environment. What would you say shocked you? What What did you find different? And what what worked well? What What's working well? What's not working well? Yeah, um, that's a really good question. I was very impressed again with the amount of support that was available for small business here in Calgary, in Alberta. Um, I did not have that kind of support as a small business owner where, um, where I was coming from. So it was very refreshing to see that I could reach out to, to different organizations to ask for advice and guidance. Um, it's very different when you're a newcomer to an environment. You, you know, there are rules, there are regulations, there are things that you need to adhere to. Um, and it was great to have not just a website to, to read up information on, but actual people who could talk me through the process. And it's interesting, actually, that my first contact with Business Link was actually as a small business owner, not as an employee, because when I arrived in Calgary, I wanted to start my business alongside, you know, looking for a job. And, you know, a family friend of mine said, oh, contact Business Link and gave me the contact of someone there. And that's how I got in touch with, with, with Business Link. So, I love the fact that there are a lot of supports to help newcomers, small businesses. And for me, Business Link is really special. And Business, Links are not, Business Link and other organizations like CCIS and ISC, um, that's Immigrant Services Calgary, that don't just help small business owners, but also help you with a cultural understanding. I think that is really, really important. Just that, yes, I know that you know, small business is, is, is a leveler, but 
there has to be an understanding of the perspective of a newcomer to a country. You know, um, we, we are often very scared of making mistakes. We don't want anything to, to mess up our records, right? We come with all sorts of, you know, biases and all sorts of stereotypes and all sorts of things that we've heard. And that makes us very risk adverse sometimes. But having someone who has that cultural understanding walk you through the process and let you know that, you know what? Yes, it's a new environment, but it's still small business. This, you know, there are rules and regulations that you need to adhere to. But at the end of the day, we're all small business owners is, is, is really, really refreshing. And I don't think anything shocks me per se, but I, I, it was very refreshing to have a supportive environment as a newcomer small business owner. Right, right. So you, you were saying that there are even programming supports in terms of cultural awareness and things that could be different from where people are coming from. Are you saying that if a new Canadian wants to start a business, there's actually some special support just for the orientation of that? So is, that, is there a program people can apply to that... I'm a new Canadian. I want to start a business. Is there something specific for that group? Yes. Business Link has an immigrant entrepreneur program, actually. And a very core part of that program is cultural understanding, helping you adapt to the business culture here in Canada, because every environment has its culture. And um, business culture across the world is not the same. So we do help small business owners um, who are new to the country understand Canadian business culture. And like I mentioned earlier, regulations and the things that you have to do to run your business legally in, in Alberta. Wow, that, that's great to know. I, did, I didn't know that existed. It's great to know. So if there is a new Canadian that, that wants to start a new business and they just want to know what's different, like maybe they are transferring their, their business from their country of origin to Canada and they want to know what they have to do differently. Business Link will provide support in that sense. And you were telling me also how you have had to innovate in your personal life, like in how you raise your children, in how you, some, some of your day-to-day activities. Tell me about that. Let's talk about how, how this idea of process improvement is not just about your professional life, how that translates to everyday life. Yeah. And um, it was very, it was very interesting when, when we spoke about that, right? Process improvement is is every day, and whether we realize it or not, we do process improvements every day. So, regards to my my personal life and raising my my kids, I have two girls, um, eleven and oh, eleven and eight. She's eight now. Um, when we spoke, she was still seven, but she's eight now. And <laughs> that's the same age as my girls, by the way. Oh, really? Oh, that's amazing. So, when when we were back home, the culture is very different, and there was a huge support system. Childcare was not um, was not a concern because I had an incredible incredible support system. But coming to Calgary, um, I left my support system back home. So normally, things that my support system would help my kids do, like oh, um, maybe do you know load the dishwasher or unload the dishwasher or clean up after themselves and, and things like that. We had to change the process, right? So I was like, okay, you're eight now, you're nine now, you can unload the dishwasher or you can sort your clothes and you can put away your clothes yourself. And it really did change. I, I saw how my kids rose up to the challenge and they became way more independent than than they were before. Um, they became, you know, more self-sufficient 
And I also, as a person, I wasn't overworking myself doing little things that they could do. Right. And, you know, it's, it's also about capacity. So I had some freed up capacity. And right now, my eight year old can pack her own lunch. We sat together, you know, when, when, I, when we first arrived as, as a Nigerian mom, because I'm Nigerian, you know, I wanted them to take hot food to school. So every morning I would wake up and make, you know, one hot dish or the other, you know, I, I, and stuff like that. But after a while, you know, we all sat down together as a family and told ourselves, this is not very sustainable. With myself, my husband, and my kids, we sat together, we planned a new meal guide, and we put things on there that the kids could actually do themselves for lunch. So it could be something as simple as, oh, I can make a quesadilla myself, or I can make a sandwich myself. And that way, what we did was the the burden of actually preparing and rushing in the morning and trying to get lunch, they, they, can, they can easily, it was something they could do. So they took charge of that. And all I have to really focus on is when they come back from school. So that way, I, I, see, I saw that as process improvement and it freed up my mornings like nothing else. It really did free up my morning, right? And it also, again, like I said, enabled them. They felt more independent. They, I, I wasn't the one, term, I just gave them guidelines. You know, you must have a fruit and a snack. I don't want you taking only crisps to school um, or, you know, you must have at least an apple or grapes or, 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 or a mandarin or something. And so far, so good. Of course, some days they'll sneak um, an extra snack or two into their, into their lunch boxes. But hey, that, that's fine. They are taking responsibility. And more often than I'll say, maybe 70% of the time, they are following the rules. And I also do just spot checks. Um, so that way they be, they're becoming way more independent. So yeah, process improvement is in every single area of our lives. Um, innovation, I think, is in every single area of our lives. And it's something that we always should look for ways to make something we're currently doing a certain way even better. Right, right. Absolutely. I totally agree about, you know, making things better and sustainable in the long run. Your introduction said in your introduction that you like the smell of new books. I think I find that very interesting. So what's on the shelf or what's what are you reading these days? Actually, I'm rereading Roots, R-O-T-T-S by Alex Haley. Um, the Roots story, the Kunta Kinte story. And I first read it when I was a teenager way back. And it was really so fascinating. And I, I can't remember... I'm, I'm trying to remember what made me pick it up again. Yeah, so my, my older daughter loves reading as well. Like she's an avid reader. And I was like, oh, I was trying to think of the books I was reading in my teenage years as well. I, I remembered Roots. I was like, oh, it'd be good for her to read it as well. But I wanted to read through it again just to be sure that it was um, appropriate for her. Um, so yeah, I'm reading Roots. I actually just started that um, last week. And yes, I, I just love the smell of I love the smell of new books. I'm I'm all for like So you're saying you're not an ebook reader then, if the smell is a big deal for you? Yeah, I really haven't gotten into ebooks yet. I've tried a couple, um, but it's it's not just the same for me. Yeah, so I have I have iBooks. And for me, once I buy a new book, the first thing I do, as creepy as it sounds, is I open it up and I just take a sniff. Because ah, book. Um, so yeah so i'm currently reading roots by alex haley Mm -hmm. i can totally relate with the need to hold a book in your hand i mean we might be giving off our age here or something yeah maybe yeah (laughs) 
Well, so one, one, one last question, uh, Yoyi. If you were to do a TED Talk, what will it be about? If I were to do a TED Talk, it would be on capacity and how we overestimate our capacity as human beings. I, I think we, yeah, I think we, we grossly overestimate the capacity of our day-to-day lives. And, and because we're, again, in a dispensation where so much is possible, um, we tend to take on more and more and more things to the detriment of our mental and emotional health. Um, and that for me has been really, that was my lesson of 2020 that you cannot do everything, Yoi, and it's okay for you not to be able to do any, everything. So if I was to do a tech talk, it would be on capacity. Yeah, I would totally love to listen to that. Maybe that will happen sooner than later. Thank you so much, Yoi, for coming on the show. Really appreciate your perspective on things. Thanks for coming. Thank you so much, Romy, for having me. This has been way more fun than I thought it would be. Thank you so much. If you haven't already, visit rainforestab.ca and sign the Rainforest Social Contract. Become part of the inclusive, silo-busting, sector-agnostic, all-industry, open-sourced, ego-shrinking, ecosystem-building, entrepreneur-focused, wide-open, social barrier-smashing community known as Rainforest Alberta. This episode is brought to you by SAIT's School for Advanced Digital Technology, an innovation hub disguised as a post-secondary institution where creators, educators, and learners, like you, are coming together to transform tomorrow. Music for the show was created by Tony Deldegan. Please be sure to share this episode with everyone you know. Also, don't forget to come by and say hi at the next Rainforest event. Let us know what you think of this podcast. If you're interested in being either a host, sponsor, or a guest of the show, send me an email at rainforestpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.